everybody. <laughs> How's it going, Jesse? Are we good? You're good. You're live on both ends. Alrighty. How are you? <laughs> Excellent. Yeah? You good? I, we have, um, this is my husband, Jeff, if you've not met him before. I'm Michelle. Um, and we have Jesse here who's going to be kind of telling us about if any comments you make, any questions you have. So as much as we can, we'd love for this to be an interactive discussion. And I know it's a little tricky when we're doing this on Facebook, but it's so important when we're diving into the Word and we're listening to sermons that we have a place to go and talk to each, you know, talk to people. That's really important. We do it a ton, and I am so fortunate to have a husband who has such a strong faith that I can be like, "What does this mean?" And help me understand. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been doing a lot of discipleship over the years, and I, I just find it's 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 almost literally impossible to really grow in your faith and to understand the Bible on your own. Yeah. You, you gotta have somebody else. You gotta be in an environment where you can ask the seemingly stupid question mm -hmm. that you can both dig into answers. Because uh, so many people get stuck with questions and they get wrapped around the axle and they don't make any progress. So. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things too, and guys, I'm not here trying to like, hey, I'm gonna like all of a sudden promote our retreat. But here's the deal. I, we both, we so believe in these retreats because what happens is we create an atmosphere that you can walk away from the busyness of your life. You can walk into a situation where we're encouraging vulnerability. We're encouraging you to look deep in your own heart. We're encouraging you to ask questions. Not like we have all the answers, but we've got a group of people who are sitting together with a common goal of trying to really get stronger both physically and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And so we have seen so many unbelievable breakthroughs happen at our retreats. And an exciting thing is our June retreat that is for women only, but um, we had so many people who wanted to, to join in on that, that we've just moved to a new location. And we're gonna be sharing that tomorrow um, on social media, so check back. But it's pretty cool, pretty exciting. It's an amazing place, so we have room for some more people for our June retreat. Yeah, and it's not just serious and deep it's fun no. you know? oh, yeah. we have fun with it i mean come on i'm there yeah i mean yeah. need i say more <laughs> <laughs> no we have great food we have fun workouts um uh, you have free time you have a lot of time to like literally spend going into your own mind and what happens is when you quiet yourself down enough the holy spirit who lives in everyone who believes you just get the noise away so you can hear the truth and we give you a structure to do that. Yeah. It's not like, go be a monk for two hours. Yeah. It's like, we give you a structure. Actually, for it's four days, no speaking. Yeah. It's really fun, <laughs> you'll love it. Um, okay, so we're gonna yeah. go in now because we put out there that there's a sermon by Tim Keller and it's called The Centrality of the Gospel. Love and yeah, Jeff and I both, like so many of the people that um, we know love to listen to Tim Keller because he says things, at least for me, in a very simple, clear way that I can understand it because of course like we're saying there's things you're reading you're like well how does that how does that fit in and um so if you didn't read the sermon no worries stay here we're gonna have fun talking about mm -hmm. it anytime we're talking you have a question type it in let us know okay or maybe just let us know you're out there and you're watching this with us but we'll go ahead and dive into it because um it's a critical message um, that's in this sermon. He's speaking from Galatians, mainly Galatians 2, and I think it's like verses 11, 11 through 21. 11 through 21. But he <coughs> extends out into some other parts of Galatians. And 
One of the things, you know, um, well, first, I don't know if you know that I went the first 40 years of my life without having any faith at all. I just never thought about God. It was just, it was actually a non-entity in my life. And so when I was 40 and um, I started to wonder what's truth, what's not, and, you know, looked into what would it look like to follow Jesus, there were some things that confused me big time. And one of the things that really got to me was, you know, people are saying, you know, like, you're saved by, you know, believing in Jesus, but then I hear, like, you know, if you don't obey my commandments, you're not, you know, you don't love me, or, you know, faith without works is dead, and all this stuff. So I started going, okay, so? Which wow. is it? <laughs> yeah, am I saved by faith, or am I saved by what I do? And here's what, I mean, Tim Keller, to me, I could just, I remember the first time I heard him say, it's the order in which things happen that is so critical. And, and I just have found it, I just believe this to be so true. Here's the deal, guys, when it comes to faith and works, you are saved by faith. In fact, in Galatians, I think it's more in chapter one, where Paul, who wrote Galatians, he um, was used by God to write the book of Galatians. Um, Paul says, you are saved by faith, faith in what Jesus did on the cross. If anybody adds even a single thing to this, it's no longer the gospel message, mm -hmm. right? So you can't add anything to it. So you are saved by faith, okay? Step two, so you, you, you believe in Jesus. Next step, you're saved. Next step, your actions begin to change. Your actions begin to line up with the truth of the word. You start to live differently because of what he did. Yeah, you, uh, you, you do it out of grace, not for grace. Exactly, and, and this is something that I find just to be so, so important, guys, is if you think about it, and, and Tim Keller talks about this, he says, if my actions make it that God loves me more, or my actions allow me to be saved, then my actions can become very self-centered. I'm doing it for his love. I'm doing it so I can have entry into heaven. And that just makes it then selfish. But the way that, you know, the, the gospel message is, is set out is, no, you can't do anything to make him love you more or less. It's out of this place of like, at least for me, it's from love. Like, I sit with God, I believe what his word says is true. His love comes into me, that forgiveness and grace and mercy comes into me. And I'm so appreciative of all of it that I go and I live differently. Yeah. Imperfectly, he would, he would agree with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Not that imperfectly, you're pretty good. But you know, um, that's just kind of the first part of the, this, his, his message mm -hmm. is really the, um, the the not the centrality the yeah the centrality. yeah okay. okay so anyway oh, the heart the heart of the gospel yeah, yeah. yeah that's mm -hmm. the heart of the gospel you have to understand that guys that your actions don't get you into heaven your actions don't get you to love God more anybody out there feel like no Jesse has anybody made any comments yet or any questions just people saying hi okay hi hi, hi. yeah he he really hits on this point I think it's important to keep hitting on it he, he talks about it at the end you know you got to keep beating this into your own head mm -hmm. um. And he, he talks about that this is something that is done out of gratitude. And he said that you could have two people that are both saved, mm -hmm. that are doing the exact same things in terms of obedience, you know, reading their Bible, praying, serving the poor, just, you know, working to be more patient, doing all that. You have two people doing the exact same thing. And one of them is just doing it out of pure gratitude. Like, I'm free, God loves me, 
whether I mess up or not, I get another shot tomorrow and it's just a lightheartedness. The person sitting next to them who's also saved and going to heaven, they've got this other motivation. It's like performance. I got to earn my grace every mm -hmm. single day. Yeah. And and it, it's it's like it's, it's a different type of fuel. One's got a fuel of joy. One's got a fuel of, of sort of performance. I got to mm -hmm. perform to get God's love. And it's toxic. And, and Keller says, get this. He says it's rare for people in the church to live this way. And Tim Keller, I think he became a, a Christian in college. Mm -hmm. And he's in his mid-60s now, maybe late 60s. Mm -hmm. And he says it's rare for people to get the gospel. And yeah. it's just crazy. And it's because they don't have the order down. Yeah. And, it, and the thing is, if you're doing, like Jeff was saying, there's those two people. One's doing it out of like, I'm, I'm going to perform. I'm going to do this so that, you know, they'll love me. They're not going to experience the joy always, the peace that goes beyond understanding because they're so, it's too, it's too stressful too for tight. them. It's, yeah. you know, for me, one of the, the greatest things is that when I mess up, I don't have to worry. Did I mess up too much that God doesn't love me anymore? Like, it doesn't matter. I do have to then turn to, and ask for forgiveness. I have to try to turn from that behavior, but I'm again, I'm doing all that because I just love him and he loves me. <laughs> it's just how it yeah. works, you know? And it's almost like every time you try to go back and earn God's approval again, you're, you're almost like subconsciously putting him back on the cross again. It's like a one and done deal. It really is. But it's just so hard for people to get. And, and you know, the way Keller says it in this, if you haven't listened to this video, it's just, it's a YouTube link. We've, yeah. We'll get to him. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like, once you believe, you are, re you re you are united with Christ in his death and in his resurrection. What he means by that is your old self, your old sinful self dies mm -hmm. just like he did. Mm -hmm. And your new self is resurrected and comes up. And so what happens is Jesus takes the punishment as if he was you. You get the goodness as if you were him. Yeah. And so that's what he means by you're united. And so you know, once Jesus died and rode, rose, it was over. He was then ascended into the, to, to be at the right hand of the Father. Mm -hmm. And so it only has to happen once to us. Yeah. So I want to know, how does that settle with you? Does it maybe make you irritated that people who aren't doing all the things you're doing still get to go to heaven? Be honest. And if you, again, have a question on it, you just let us know. Um, then so be, believe, be saved behave <laughs> oh behave <laughs> but that's the order believe yeah. be saved behave there you go did you just make that up? yeah I did. he says obey yeah but that, yeah. that's kind of it yeah um the next section that he gets into there mm. is a super powerful section mm. guys this mm. is something that both jeff and i are so passionate about in fact jeff is so passionate about this next section that really the new ministry that he has formed called the way which is a discipleship ministry for men, is really about this, I yeah. think, don't you? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so talk about So that. he talks about, in this particular passage in Galatians, what's, what's going on is, um, is um, Paul goes to see Peter. And Peter has all of a sudden, after accepting the gospel and preaching the gospel, all of a sudden he's starting to slip back into his old religious legal ways. And what's happening is, He's all of a sudden moving from eating with Gentiles who are Christians um, to only eating 
with these uh, clean, you know, sanctified and circumcised, circumcised Jewish Christians. Mm -hmm. And so, so Paul says, like, bro, what is up? What are you doing here? Yeah. Like, you're, 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 you're falling back into your old ways. And, and it's basically, he's saying, all you need to do is believe. And if you start going back into some of the ceremonial clean issues and mm -hmm. laws, you're adding something on top of the gospel that's polluting the gospel and actually negates the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so what, what he says is really cool. The way, that, the way that Paul handles this with Peter, instead of saying you're being judgmental, you're being haughty, you're actually being racist, instead of just you know poking them in the chest and saying that, is he saying, he's saying, man, you, you're missing the point of the gospel. Yeah, you're and living outside of the gospel. You're right? living outside the gospel. And he says the way that you think about it is instead of saying to somebody, you know, that you're, that, you're, that you're sinning or whatever, it's to help them understand that the gospel has broad implications and it has deep implications. And what he means by that is once you are saved and you are free, then you want to get all the different parts of your life in alignment with that gospel where you're living out of freedom. And so, so the way you handle your money, the way you're, you, you manage relationships and your marriage and your parenting and your work, all the ways you think about that, you think about that from a paradigm of a person who's free and loved by Christ and wants to do the right things. Yeah. So it, it has this ripple effect into your life. And so he's basically saying to Peter, Peter, this, this should change how you eat and who you eat with. Mm -hmm. Not so you can earn God's love. It's because you've already earned God's love. Yeah. And then he talks, do you want to say something Just, about I was that? Gonna yeah, say, yeah. So like I was saying, with Jeff has a ministry where he's discipling to, to men. And, and the passion there is that, you know, we often, we can hear like, okay, that's the gospel message. Great. But how in the world does that affect my life? Like, yeah. how do I live differently because of that message? And that's what, what he talks about, about the lines going out. Like, yeah. you know, so that's... Yeah, so I mean, we, we use like a life wheel. If you've ever seen a life wheel, we've got the different dimensions of your life. And as we grow in our appreciation of the gospel and we start to actually connect to the vine more and experience that love more, we then look at the different dimensions of our life, our health, our finances, our work, our career, our, par our um, parenting, blah, blah, blah. And we think, so what does that mean? What should I change now based on this? Not to earn life. Uh, grace, but based on the grace, mm -hmm. and so that's sort of what that's the broad part that he's trying to tell Peter. Yeah, you've so, got to see see this. So, for instance, like with you know, say you work. We're not saying you don't go off and do your job. You go to work, but how does the gospel change that? Well, I go to work, and one, I want to I want to do the best I can because I'm working for the Lord, not for man. Like yeah. that's one thing. Then I go to work, and the money isn't the sole reason I'm there. I'm there because I'm just saying, hey, God, is there anyone here who needs to know about your love? I want to share with them. So do you see how you can take the gospel and you just start to live differently? You, you treat people differently. You spend your spare time differently. And it just mm -hmm. starts to infiltrate yeah. all you do. Yeah. Hurt people, hurt people. Love people, love people. Mm -hmm. and, and so when you really get that, you, you, everything, every touch point in your life changes. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's really sort of the, the broad implication of the gospel. The deep implication of the gospel is how it goes down into your heart and starts to change you as a person. Mm -hmm. And what was going on, and, and if you read between the lines of Galatians 2, 20, 11 through 21, is 
you almost get the sense that this new group of Jewish Christians that came in were kind of powerful and maybe successful mm -hmm. and or popular. And so Peter, he like he he might have like this desire, like I want to hang with those guys, or I don't want these guys to see me eating with with these yeah. Gentiles. And so he's like reverting back to his old religious patterns and rhythms and ruts. Mm -hmm. And so Paul knows this. Paul knows you're either acting this way because you've got a people-pleasing issue mm -hmm. or you just want to hang with the cool people. And, and he's saying, you've got to live in a way where you're just free and you don't care what these successful Jewish Christians think yeah. if, you, if you eat with these folks. Yeah, it does it. You know, people-pleasing is something that so many people struggle with. And it's interesting because in a different Tim Keller sermon, he was actually talking about Peter. When, when Jesus comes back after he's gone to the cross, he's resurrected, he um, interacts with Peter on the beach and he's making him breakfast. And he says to Peter, do you love me more than these? And what he's referring to as the more than these are the other people around him because Jesus knew that Peter had a people-pleasing issue. Mm -hmm. He's been doing it through a lot of the, 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 the gospel. If you look and you see, he does have an issue with that. So, I mean, guys, if, if, Pe if Peter had this issue, don't beat yourself up if you do. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, ask God to help you with this. And that's about how it goes deep. You start to care less about what people think. And if you're on our email list, I sent out something because Tim says something in his um, in the sermon. He says, um, you are beautiful to the eyes of the only one that matters. Mm -hmm. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Like when you start to really feel that and understand that, that gospel message of you are loved already by the creator, not because of what you do, it starts to change you. And if you are part of our Love Yourself Healthy Challenge, you know this was a big thing that we talked about because so many people struggle with this. They struggle to know their love. They struggle to think they're enough. They get all of this. So um, getting that, that power, the gospel is so powerful. Yeah, it's so hard. This this little phrase, you know, you, you are beautiful because you're loved by, what is it again? Because um, you're beautiful in the eyes, that one? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You are beautiful to the eyes of the only one who matters. Yeah, and it's like, that could be, and probably is for many Christians, and maybe even for some of you listening, that's like a cheesy Christian saying that goes on a coffee mug. Mm -hmm. And what Keller says is, is how do you get that from superficial Christianese into, whoa, man, like, I believe that. Mm -hmm. Like, I really believe that I, there's no way I can be perfect enough to ever commune with the living God. And yet, Jesus made a way. And what happens is this, this little thing that clicks in your brain, and it's sort of a combination of humility, like I'm messed up, I can't be perfect enough, mm -hmm. and gratitude. It's like, wow, I don't have to figure it out. It's just been given to me. It's like this free gift. And I think most people don't think the gospel is good news. They think it's, oh, I gotta go do something, you know, mm -hmm. to earn it again. It's like, so the gospel is good news. And if you can just work that through, and I tell you, the two books, in my opinion, that are the best for this is um, David Benner's book, The Gift of Being Yourself, and then Brennan Manning's book, Abba's Child. Those two just, they help you like go pop, I get it. It's like looking at a, uh, at a um, optical illusion picture yeah. where your one friend's like, look, look, can't you see the lady with the hat? And it's like, no, I just see a bunch of diamonds. And all of a sudden it clicks. 
And then you can't not see the lady with the hat. Yeah. And, and that's what it is. And so, and this is what Paul means to wrestle out your salvation. Mm -hmm. You're instantly saved, mm -hmm. but to wrestle it out is to experience it, to believe it, to live in it. Yeah. And if you guys, it says, you know, um, that we can really experience heaven here on earth and it starts and finishes with the gospel. Yeah. You know, we try to like get deeper and we need more than just the gospel. But Tim Keller says that, that the gospel isn't just the ABCs of faith. It's the A to Z of faith. It's really all inclusive. It is what we need is that gospel message. And I'm telling you, like Jeff said, it when you get it, when you no longer are trying to prove anything to anybody, it like I'm, if, if I can feel loved and like this attitude of why not me right I got God on my side if he's calling me to do this why wouldn't I step in and give it a try if I can feel that way knowing my past knowing the way I used to live you can too don't think that your past means you're disqualified mm -hmm. Paul who is writing this book was killing Christians okay you probably haven't done that so <laughs> yeah a little step up on Paul but yeah and and uh, and so yeah behavior modification it's a loser's game and I, I spent my whole career around training and management leadership development training and coaching and it was always about helping people change their behavior to perform better and they're always doing a little bit better but when it comes to living your life you never get so good at changing your behavior that you're perfect yeah and if you're not perfect you you've got this chasm between you and God and he's mm -hmm. just like Jesus is the bridge. Yeah. I got a bridge for you, whether you're two feet away or whether you're 200 miles away, Jesus is the bridge. You want to come on over. Yeah. So guys, if you haven't asked, like said like, Hey, I want to know you, Jesus. I would just hope that you would just take some time and just be like, I'm open. I'm willing. God, give me ears to hear your truth because what they're talking about, this feeling of like, I'm loved. I want that. And so just remember, um, he, wants, he wants to know you, and he wants to sit with you, and he wants to just pour his love into you. Um, Jesse, was there any questions anybody had? No? I'm a little quiet out there. I know, come on. <laughs> let's, let's hear a little chatter out there. I, I, do, I do think, though, if you ever get nervous about sharing your faith, my hunch is you haven't experienced what Tim Keller is talking about in this, in this video. When you experience it, you are going to grab every one of your friends by the shirt and say, I got to tell you about this freedom. It's like so liberating. Mm -hmm. And so uh, just keep digging into this, guys. Read the Bible, pray, talk to people, get this, listen to this sermon three, four times in a row if you need to. Uh, but don't miss out on this treasure that's available to everybody. Yeah. Well, guys, we want to not take up too much time here this evening, so we're going to end it here. But again, um, I highly recommend also, you know, coming to one of our retreats. It could be just the launch pad that you need to kind of put your, change the trajectory of your of your life. And and you might be like, well, that's a big statement. It is. That's what I feel. Yeah. Oh, so we have a someone is asking, what is the video specifically? Just okay. What's the video? You know, what? we're going to go ahead and put a link in I'll, I'll add a link just in a little bit to this yeah. and we'll send it to you but you can also go to um, YouTube and Google Tim Keller with a K and then centrality of the gospel amazing amazing sermon you know I, I want to say something about the retreat that's really important is is what I have found is a 15-minute quiet time 
each day in the hustle and bustle of your life before you race out to the debt to, to, to work is good it'll slowly start to build a foundation mm -hmm. and you might get some mini epiphanies but if you want a breakthrough you got to really step back there, there's there's a there's something to be said about getting yourself out of your your yeah. routine mm -hmm. and get into a different environment and get your your brain sort of shifted a little bit and all of a sudden it's like whoa that's why they call it a retreat you step back from the hamster wheel mm -hmm. and you say okay well, what am i really doing with my life what really matters to me what does scripture say get in a community with a bunch of other people that are eager to learn and grow and aren't embarrassed about asking this seemingly silly question mm -hmm. and when you get yourself into that environment with this retreat Things shake loose. I mean, it's cool. It's, it's really fun. Yeah. And Jeff has been doing um, Christian life coaching for like 15 years, I think mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And um, you'll have an opportunity to have a one-on-one -on -one session with him or other coaches that will be there. And Jeff also speaks into life purpose. Um, so often um, we struggle to take care of our physical health because we don't have a huge purpose in our life. And it's so fun to see people just have these light bulb moments where that's it. I mean, we, as a believer, we all have the same purpose of sharing the good news, but there's very unique ways we can do that. So I could go on and on guys about the retreat um, because they're just so cool and we love them. So we love you and I'm just gonna close in prayer for us, okay? Right. Heavenly Father, um, this part of technology I love. So thank you for giving us this technology and for allowing us to sit with people from different places and share your truly, truly good news. I pray so much that you can take, um, God, just the words that we said as, um, we, we need help. We need your help to make our words impact their souls. So God, I ask you for that help um, that people are changed because of the wonderful message that you have for them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yay, God. Thanks. Thanks, guys.